you're a car dealership, sure. you're a, you know, and you are, have high end vehicles, uh, I think, I, you, <laughs> you could totally throw it out there. If you look at your advertising fees for the year, um, and what that might get, get you in earned media. Um, and also if you could hold on to that coin, uh, or be a little bit predictive, um, it's hard to say. Uh, it, it's very risky, so proceed with caution. Yeah, more than hashtags. Come on, come on. Yeah, more than hashtags. No, we won't forget uh-huh. what's working, what's trendy, and what's next. Yeah. With Adam Lidecker and Vincent Orlek. Every week, a new episode from News on the Net. Come on. Uh, repping Arizona. Uh-huh. I know just what you came for. For stories people might miss and fly under the radar. Uh-huh. Yeah, more than hashtags. It's news and we're on, we're it. on it. Make sure that you subscribe and follow if you want it. Yeah, more than hashtags. Hey, what's up? everybody this is vincent orlick this is adam lidecker and adam how many ice cubes do you leave in the tray before you will go and refill it oh man like how many will you put back what's the what's the over under on how many ice cubes have to be in the tray that you'll put back in the freezer versus refilling the tray i go I go full empty, man. I do, I do not refill. I, I'm not. I'm not kind. I do not rewind. <laughs> I, I would say I was thinking about it. I I generally tend to be at empty, but I think it should be at three. I think three or less. Three left. Yeah, three left or less should be an uh, an auto refill. You should uh-huh. fill it up with water. I think this is a is a Twitter poll. Fifty <laughs> percent feels good. Uh, that's that's come on, that's crazy talk. Oh man, fifty percent? No, it's you can't. No, you gotta. Because then, how do you know? Like then, you have ice cubes that are sitting in there that you don't even know how long they've actually been in the tray. Like you can't have Ooh. old ice in the tray. There needs to be an arrow that says start here. <laughs> Hey guys, an app. No, you've gone too far. This is crazy <laughs> talk. Get out of here, guys. Welcome to more than hashtags and we girls, people, general, <laughs> guys and dolls, everybody. Yeah, we're here. Episode thirty. Oh, is this this is thirty officially? Well, it is. Sh- shows you how important the number thirty is. I mean, who knows? Whatever. 10 more shopping days till Christmas. 20 more episodes till episode 50. Um, that was just simple math. So what are we looking at? That's like um, four. You five, can just many, do 52 and that'd be a year. How many more months? <laughs> Talking about like March sometime? Well, I think we skipped two weeks for one for the holidays and I think one early on. But then we had two guests. Well, I'm saying before... Un- Episode 50 will be like in March or April for us because we're on 30 now. We, uh, depending on where it lands, we could do it live from South by Southwest. <laughs> well, that would be hard since I'm not going to South by Southwest. Do it live. Are you going? Uh, I haven't laid it out yet, but probably. Okay. I think okay. uh, it'd be like my what 11th year or something going. Braggart. Uh, braggart humble brag no i will uh 
I will probably do what I've always done the last couple of years, which is kind of like hack it, go get some, a little apartment off in East Austin, $100 plane. Oh, well, plane yeah. Ticket. Yeah. And uh, not by the pass. Right. Un- unconference. Unconference. So my friends are there. Oh, we talk about this a lot. I can tell you, there's a, we were talking about tonight at the, um, at the YesPHX Winter Social, Winter which Social. was a smashing success. Um, but there were, you know, like um, our friend Caitlin, she's going. And, and a number of people from the YesPHX community usually go. Martin Jones, oh, right. our, our buddy course, at yeah. Cox. That was a um, but specifically with, with like Caitlin and some other folks that are involved a little more heavily on the YesPHX side, they do, you know, they, they bring, they have some shirts. They bring some swag and cards and things and kind of throw the YesPHX name around a little bit. Not not crazy, but just have some things available. I'll if wear they're it. talking to someone, you know. I got to get a shirt. I'll wear it. Do it up. So, so yeah. I mean, that's in, what's that, March, February? Uh, March. March. Yep. Second week. It's the third week of March. All right, enough of this. Let's let's get into let's stop boring people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting we're winding down, getting to the end of the year. We, we still have some, another couple weeks. Got some year in review type stuff. We got we're, some, we're a week away from winter starting. Oh, I don't even know that. I'm Game looking of, at a calendar. That's why Game of Thrones is over, my friend. It's not, not bad. Oh no, winter is coming. In fact, the <laughs> next next show, we, maybe we uh yeah maybe we are you are you caught up. On Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you caught up on Walking Dead? No. Yeah, I'm I'm behind at least one. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm behind on on this this most recent part of the the new season. Like, what is it? They're at the mid-season finale. Is that what just happened on Sunday? So this mid-season. No spoilers. I don't have any. (laughs) I haven't seen any of them. I checked Twitter right after it aired, and I made a big mistake. Oh no! Yeah, no. I, anything I saw with the hashtag, I yeah. Uh, did you watch all of Stranger Things? I haven't watched season two yet. So I, I like this is heresy, right? I quit after like show two, season mm-hmm. two two. Well, it's interesting because I, I haven't. I've seen it, and I've been like, eh, and it's like, I don't know if I want to get involved and start watching it at like 10 o'clock at night. And then there's not really a good time. It's true. And, and I just don't have that same urge. And I feel like it's because when season one ended, I was fine. I was like, Oh, this is a cool, you know, it's like one season. It, the ending was an ending. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the, the Bitcoin craze. You're like, ah, eh, I'm good. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about Bitcoin. Not, not like, a bunch of nonsense, but some Bitcoin questions answered in this show. In the show. In the show. Well, let's, let's jump in. You got the first one. Um, you Google puts out their Google year in search, mm-hmm. uh, which took me back down memory lane. So um, they do this every year, right? They do. Right? I mean. Well, I always remember that this was the zeitgeist. Is this replacing the, the the zeitgeist? However, you pronounce that. The what do you mean? What's the? I know what zeitgeist is, but like, what do you mean replacing it? That actually used to be the name of this. It was like, oh, I didn't realize that. I, I didn't know that. And now it just looks like it's called Google Trends or yeah. 
uh, year in search. Now there is a video. I did not, I did not play the video. Um, you can see what's trending global, or you can cho choose your country. Or uh, what? What did you find right off the bat? What did you find um, surprising? This is uh, right off the bat, uh, and we're talking about the global, right? Yep. Because there's some different options. Um, so it has all these categories: like top searches, people, new global news, actors, technology, electronics, basically every category. Everything. Everything. I. I would say that that it's surprising to me that the number one um, number one search overall was Hurricane Irma. That's that's as the global number one global search mm -hmm. to me to being Hurricane Irma. While you know certainly valid, I get it. Um, it's still surprising that that's the number one overall worldwide search. And, and when they're saying global, I mean, it's very clear that these are very still United States centric to a point. Or the search volume is. Well, I mean, all the, all the, all the trends, you know, that they're saying yeah. trend in 2017, there's one in particular that I'll get to in a minute um, because I, I'll, we'll get to it. Um, why do go you, ahead? What did you, what did you, what? No, it's, it's interesting. Like the hurricane. Why do you think out of everything, why do you think that was number one? I mean, with the, such availability of, you know, the, the weather channel, uh, weather apps, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just wondering, unless people thought it was going to be even more worse than it was. And it was, it was terrible, but it could, you know, I, I don't know what, it's just interesting that, that so enthralled, or what were they looking for? Well, um, so Irma, Irma was the one that, because um, like, I had to look this up too. Irma was the one that hit Florida. Correct. Uh, we talked about people were snapping from uh, the, the, the keys. Well, but there was the other hurricane that happened before that, that hit Houston. Or just looking, I, I just realized you can click. We'll put this in the show notes. You can click on any one of these and explore them more. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of interest, but in um, the most interest was actually for Google search was the Bahamas, uh, Jamaica, Trinidad, Tobago, Puerto Rico, and then the United States. So by region, um, it looked like those first four were people who were going to be directly impacted. Uh, and they were actually looking for the tr the tracked the track of the storm. That was the biggest search related to the the top part of the search, the track. Interesting. Sure. Makes uh, sense. But that was that was also. I mean, that wasn't. There was the other storm that hit Houston first, before Irma did, hit Florida. And I yes. I, can't, I can't remember the name right now. Which is uh, what it is. Um, hold on, because actually, one of these, dang it, global news, the Harvey. Because if you click on global news, you actually have four hurricanes in there in the top ten. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Jose Maria Harvey and Irma. But it's um, interesting that Harvey was Harvey is number six, and that was the one that came before. That was the really big one that hit Houston. That there was still a lot of buzz about 
before it happened. And then Irma came along after that. So I wonder if Harvey was a factor in that. Yeah. What caught me by surprise with this is a lot of this was like predictable stuff that trended on Twitter, stuff that made the news. However, what struck me is the large percentage of the top 10 people that were searched and even some of the people, let's see, some of the people in top searches were breaking news just in the last few months or few weeks. Yeah. Basically the last half of 2017 um, and then out of people, there's one, two, three. Um, yeah, there's a couple that have to do with um, like sex, sexual abuse, sexual assault scandals. Um, so obviously that was a big thing. Uh, number two, t- took the number two spot for people. Number five spot for um, searches is Meghan Markle. How do you pronounce her name? Well, that's and that's the one I was going to address as like – the winner <laughs> it feels like the princess winner yeah yeah because she's gonna marry and into the royal family and and all of a sudden she is because she's also an actress yep she's listed under uh, under actors number one yeah which makes sense but she's yeah she wasn't like this she wasn't like a huge well-known person until she started dating um harry Prince Harry and and now she, you know as far as being searched you know people still have this interest in the royal family she o- overall searches she's number 5 people she's number 2 yeah i'm somewhat disturbed that the number one searched meme is catch me outside <laughs> despacito number one song that surprising um Stranger Things, number one show, not surprising. Chicken breast recipe, number one for recipes. So if you're uh, – Makes sense. You want to up your Pinterest game, get on that. <laughs> I like the ha- – <clears throat> excuse me. I like the how-tos, how to make slime, how to make solar eclipse glasses, how to buy Bitcoin, <laughs> how to watch the Mayweather versus McGregor, which was funny because we mentioned how many uh, illegal streams were live. Um, it's no surprise that making slime is the number one how-to. It's it's enjoyable to watch. And uh, the solar the solar eclipse was a huge deal this year, it, all around the board. Uh, so yeah, that's fun. I think if you <clears throat> wanted to expand, you can click on all these and kind of deep dive. Um, and it might be, you know, it might be good uh, if you're a brand doing year end year end content. A look look back, so you can get a lot of stuff here to build out some really content rich keyword, rich uh, blog posts or year in review videos. Cool. I like it. So talk about that a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah. So if someone, if someone has uh, is thinking content for their blog or even just social, social posts, how could they use this type of information? I mean, I'd look back at like what kind of company or what kind of brand are you? I mean, there is content, um, you know, if you're a podcast app, there's there's a top ten podcast episodes that talk about these, so you can make a blog post there. If you are an entertainment brand, uh, look back there. Uh, you, I don't know. What else do you think? Let's, well, let me ask you this because this is for the, these are the top trends mm-hmm. for 2017. 
So do you think it's still viable to take these and make these into topics for things? Is there still value in doing that for your content? Um, I think there is. I think there is. I was going to say if you're producing some live videos or if your brand is very engaging and you want to put some like personality, useful, helpful behind there. um, I think so too. I think if you miss the window for this year, plan for next year. Like you said, this comes out every year. I don't think what else is in here. I think it's pretty neat. I think it's, um, I mean, you're seeing pretty much everybody drop year and review stuff. So, and, and also perhaps the ones that all the new people I mentioned, they're going to be, you know, riding the search wave for the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like, okay. So someone like Megan Markle, the wedding is coming. Yeah, the royal wedding for her. Flower it's companies, been, wedding dress companies, um, salons. I can tell you for I have a salon client, and you want, you want the Markle. Well, well, even just in general, like doing, you know the the uh, the publications like the Vogue's and Cosmopolitans of the world, um, mm-hmm. Teen Vogue, like all that stuff. There's going to be all this content about the bridal side of it so you know what what are the what are the dresses that the hats that women are wearing to the to the wedding i know that's a, that was a big deal with the last one um you know what what flower arrangements what what's the updo what do the updos look like for the the bride how do you do an updo like megan markle had just like you said i mean that all that type of stuff is is perfectly relevant yeah, and, and I think you could do some fun things too. You could predict next year if there's going to be some hurricanes um, or other events. You can plan around that solar eclipse. So you're seeing right now, <laughs> it was huge. So why not plan ahead? Pick similar things like a solar eclipse. Um, I don't know, man. I don't you're, know. If, you're, if you're a coffee shop, you can make the Floyd Mayweather. Uh. but yeah just in terms of the content like you can you can take this information and even though it's already happened this year it's still some of it's still relevant like like you said it's it's from just recently oh yeah you know some of these things are you know like one of the memes the top three memes is elf on the shelf meme that's relevant every holiday season. Is it? Is it though? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> the number one recipe, that chicken breast recipe. Like, that's a common, like, how many different variations of chicken breast recipes are there? So that's, if that's that popular, yeah. then I bet you if you go back to the previous years, recipe-wise, that's probably in the top five or ten every year. Did you notice? I don't know if you saw this. Uh, who's the T-Mobile guy? What's his name? Oh, uh, wait. Uh, the John Legere, the yeah, CEO. So he, I don't even know where I was. If it was Facebook or Twitter, he does like crockpot Sundays in his apartment, where he cooks it an easy to cook recipe. So it's like a might have been a Facebook Live. Huh. Um, it probably was. I mean, he's big into live streaming. I mean, it humanizes him, but somehow it was oddly on brand and approachable and fun and different for sure. Um, but 
you know, who, who's, who's to say, you know, people are looking for easy to cook recipes and T-Mobile simplifying your streaming and data. Yep. So why not? Or maybe he just likes to do that. Who knows? He's very active on social, by the way. He's, he's super active on social media. He, he'll re- respond to your, your tweets or, or retweet them or favorite them or whatever. And, and they were the first ones. <clears throat> Timo was the first ones to offer a plan, f- like focused on the live streaming aspect of, of your data, right. which was kind of crazy. Like they recognized right off the bat. Remember that was like, it was like a year ago. They were the first ones that they tailored a plan specifically for. Which is funny. Live streaming. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, somebody just tweeted me the word meerkat. Like, oh, don't mention Meerkat around Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, R.I.P. Meerkat. Because, like, uh, yeah, when I was in, in a um, featured a Mashable article, I mentioned that mobile providers will need to have tiers to account for live video. There it is. Hey, that's yeah. – uh, I'm really interested in the this, uh, this second topic you posted in here. Um and I want your thoughts. You sent this over. Um, Twitter rolls out a set of ads, like actual video ads, um, to, you know, why aren't you on Twitter? Introduce people to the brand. This is how, quote, unquote, easy it is to sign up. These are actual ad commercials that they I don't know where they're running them. But if you haven't seen them, stop, stop the show. Stop this podcast. Click on in our show notes the link to it and on the Mashable article yeah. and watch there's two ads and watch them. They're only like 30 seconds long. So, and then come back and then we're going to talk about them now. Now. <laughs> so yeah, the Mashable title is new Twitter ads, ignore sites, Nazi problem and admit another major issue, which it ignores a lot. It's not even just the Nazi pride. It's like it ignores so much about well, Twitter. I mean, come on. That's, that's a clickbait title. Um, well, yeah, but that's our friend Kerry, and Kerry, uh, it's Mashable. It's 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 a Mashable article, and and look, it it does ignore the na- the Nazi problem, if you will. But it, there's a lot of stuff that they could have done this ad campaign around. They just chose to do it in a. I don't even know if it's interesting, like a like a different kind of weird way. All right, but so pick, up, pick up the first one. Uh, they're calling it. Uh, they added the, the copy. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, that's their like slogan for all this. Yeah. Uh, and before it always was Twitter was always like happening now, stuff like that. Um, so it's clearly outlines the visuals and steps to sign up for Twitter and, and accounts to follow, etc. So it really starts out with a um, guy with a kind of a British accent and this other guy holding his phone, running in the countryside, walking, jogging, running in a countryside, wearing a button-down shirt and tie on this, like, country road for no reason in the middle of the road. And it basically is like is like a Forrest Gump. Yes, okay. Reminiscent of Forrest Gump. This guy's just running. I want people to watch it, so don't totally describe it. All right, well, I didn't pick up the Forrest Gump reference until the very, very end. Yeah. Anyway, like, looked just like it, but um, you don't get this video at all. Or it annoys you. It bothers you. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand the, the the reasoning, for a company like Twitter, to not, to 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 put it out there this way. Mm-hmm. It's odd. It's an odd approach to me, 
and <clears throat> um, it didn't sell the value prop of Twitter really at all, other than the fact that this guy has lots of likes and interests, and then they all started like following him on the road. <laughs> Uh, well, but, it, exactly. but it's also based on the fact that he's he's doing something with, with um, he's he's being encouraged to search on Twitter and f- for his interests, and it felt like it was very close to, like Google, <laughs> yeah, a, a Google a reason for to use Google rather than Twitter. You don't, I mean, sure you can use Twitter to search and find a million things. Of course you can, but it was. It didn't like the the high the things to highlight and and what Carrie said in in her article too was was I, I mean I get the point they were aiming they're trying to get more of the regular person mm-hmm. that doesn't already use Twitter to like be interested in it and go try it out and and make it a, more accessible and not confusing. I mean, even a bit condescending. He's like, "Don't worry, mate. It's just Twitter." I, I yeah, and I don't. I, I don't understand the branding of it. Like, I don't understand why nothing against the guy, but it's like, I don't it's, know why, why is that guy representing Twitter? You know, it, seems, it, it does seem off, like off brand voice. It's not, um, and it wasn't funny. It was like, they were definitely going for comedy and it did not come off as funny to me. Now, I don't know if that's just me, but uh, other people I've asked, including you, I mean, it, he said something about he put his hand on his back and it was sweaty and that had what to do with, like, it wasn't even a funny joke. It was just, yeah, the, fir- the first video didn't really get me. The second video, I mean, it almost, it, it started out like, if, like, it looked like it was, he was in a burning building or something, but he wasn't. He was just in a, in a building and there's all these like emergency people outside and the same guy picks up a bullhorn and again, encourages him to sign up for Twitter. It's like it's just Twitter because the guys in the in the sides freaking out. Like I don't get this. What is this? Um, what I didn't like about that one is what well, I did like that it took him step by step. He's like I thought that was um, smooth. It was brilliant. It was like he picked his name and his name happened to be Kenny G. He's like oh it's already taken and he abandoned the app. He's like oh pick notorious Kenny G. He's like oh it's available. I love this. And then he's like, hey, pick that. Then you pick your interests and you follow. What I didn't like is at the end, he's like edging him on. He's like, follow them all. Just click follow all. Like, I don't want to. That's, that's like the magic for Twitter for me is I curate my list. Mm-hmm. I don't want all that noise. Now, they're, you're trusting them that they're going to pick engaging content for you. And I get it. You got to get started somewhere. Um, but that made sense. It tied it back to the first video because all those people were following him which in reality he should have been following running behind them, not in front of them. Uh, anyways, I agree. Confusing. Um, Think about this. Why it, it, if 10 years ago, if they were going to make an, an ad commercial for Twitter, would this, would this be anything like it would, it would look like at that time? No. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, so I, I mean, it's obviously. I still think it's happening now. I mean, I still think if it's going to break, it's going to break seven to ten, fifteen minutes be- on Twitter before the news gets it. Um, and then it's your circles of friends. It's your, it's your craft beer friends. It's your social media friends. Like, so that's where I would go with. It. So there's Twitter. Twitter has niches. People don't. 
everybody doesn't always get this, but there's NBA Twitter. Like, oh yeah, you, you know, you just call it that because there's an there's an NBA fan faction. There's a quest people who tweet Twitter. about NBA. <laughs> there, there's there's van life Twitter. That's yeah. like part of the travel Twitter, the bigger travel Twitter. My friend's like, doing a hundred day design challenge, and he puts a yeah every day. I'm like, your community is there. Your community is there. It's I mean, the same, same thing like Instagram has all these different communities built around hashtag. It's it's just more visual. It's just it's only visual really. Whereas Twitter, there's the news aspect. There's there's the communication aspect. Like you can communicate with other people and not celebrities and discovery aspect. Discovery. Like Discover there's, now. there's all these all these things about it that are so much more appealing that then oh i can search my interests or oh my name's available like why i'm i'm going to go on twitter and create an account because my name is available like that's not appealing what's appealing is that oh i love the nba here's what is they happening did, they during did the talk game. about that a little bit about he's like click on the magnifying icon and discover but that's for the interests that so I'm, I'm saying like specifically finding the communities that wasn't that wasn't community based that was interest based in the ad and he actually said keep scrolling and it went it went really broad and really obscure and really and honestly you're not interested in all that stuff there at all it just shows up there and again it goes back to the idea that these ads are aimed at people that yeah. haven't been on Twitter, don't understand it. I don't know if you remember, like, definitely 2009, 10, maybe 8, there was Twitter directories. Um, Kevin Rose actually had a Twitter directory. And you went on there and you fill out your profile and your interests, and it started connecting with other like-minded people. Well, it's like it's like how Snapchat had sure. some there's, – there's some still out there now, but – like ghost codes and snap decks because, still, the, because yeah. the discovery was not in existence. I still pick up like a hundred ads a week on Snapchat. Cause my code is out there probably on ghost codes or somewhere. A hundred Snapchat ads a week. No, no. Yeah. A hundred people add you on Snapchat. Every time I sign in, there's like 10 to 15 a day. I don't add them though. Really? That many? Yeah. Okay. I'm shocked. I, what you saying? <laughs> That's a lot. Well, let's see who's in there right now. So I just clean it out. 10 to 15 a day are adding you? Yeah. And it says right here, by snap code, by snap code, by snap code. So here, like, I'm not even like, oh, can you see that? You know, this is a podcast. Of course you can. Yeah. But I'm looking. I see. I see all the people see? that added. But when are all those from? Not today. Uh, there's no date in here, but when I signed in last, it said it said 12. Earlier today, it said nine. That's crazy. Yeah. And now, well, I'm, I wonder. now I'm going in every day and like just pushing down and re- removing five a day because I'm curating. I'm back to curating. I want a good experience. Um, I've been meeting more and more people using the uh, nearby feature. Like my whole office today, I was like, guys, open nearby. And um, only one person knew about it. So we all opened nearby at the same time. Yep. And, and not actually there was a few people who did not open theirs. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, 
we did it tonight at the at the party at the winter social with a couple of people. I was like, oh wait a second, we can just do the nearby thing because they were like, yeah, we'll add each other on Snapchat. And That's cool. That was I think that was like the first time I've actually used it and it worked. Right. For me. Well, I mean, we talked about that. Like, I think they hide it on purpose because that's part of the virality is you go up to someone in person or you, yeah, you give them your code, you scan the code. Uh, I think it's a great, Oh, I've tried it before the nearby. I've tried it at like an event <laughs> to see, like, see if it'll pick up other sure. people's random people. I've and, tried it at airports in South by Southwest you know. and nobody had their phone open at that moment. So, right. Right. So I, I haven't ever really added anyone that way, but, but it, it worked. I mean, it does work and it worked. And so I, I think just to put, put a bow on the end of this, uh, Twitter ads, the new Twitter ad campaign. Um, that is, even though I said it with clickbait, sorry, Carrie, um, she's right. Um, it does ignore some big problems. The bot bot problem. They really have worked to clean up those DMS, but sometimes you still get that spam. Right. I mean, it would have been, they could have done it, been funny about it and been funny about the bots, right? Right. Or maybe not the Nazis, but and they like a celebrity or, you know, president or whatever. And they cop, they comment, they are going to get inundated. And that right there, depending on what happens with that interaction with fake accounts or real accounts or trolls or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they could get blasted, attacked, they could be done. First, first and last Twitter experience right there. So I get why they're trying to press them to actually get, like add as many people as possible, fill up the feed with good experience, but still it doesn't account for once you start engaging and they didn't actually cover that in the ads at all. Engagement tweeting. I mean, in there, he was actually literally talking to one of the, to a, like a sports player, but it didn't, it wasn't like he was tweeting the person. Yeah, it was just I, I thought it was just done poorly. That was all. It, it there's there's a lot of different other ways they could have gotten that message across in a, in better ways. It could have been funny, it could have been more poignant. You know, like they could have gone more the Apple yeah. route. They could have gone, I mean there's there's so many different ways they could have gone and this this was like it just I don't know. I don't if it feels like like amateur I mean, they hour. Had- they could have had themed ones, so they could have actually featured focused on like the Napa fires and show the human element and show the live a live video or uh, from space or whatever, and then transitioned into recovery and then transitioned into telling the story of a hero, transitioned to this, this, and this, and that all happened on Twitter mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. But you could you could tell that in thirty seconds, sixty seconds even though that happened over weeks on Twitter because you want to be engaged on Twitter. Why not do a, a Twitter like year in video review and make that a commercial where they're showing all the, the, breaking, the live breaking, events yeah. breaking. I mean, maybe not all of it um, just because a lot of it's going to be negative, but there's a way to do it. Hmm? Same way, yeah. You could do it just like YouTube does. There's a way. YouTube to do it. did it. YouTube worked in the hurricane stuff and like the, the support. The I mean, I know, I know for a fact one one guy in particular. It's it's a a writer for the Ringer, Shea Serrano. He's he's got like a whole Twitter following of of his own. And when the Houston, when when Harvey hit, because he's from Houston, or he's from San Antonio, he's he's, he's got a connection there. I, I think he lives in Houston now. Maybe what it is. Um, 
he rallied on people on Twitter and hmm. raised like it started as like a super small well, there you ask, go. and he yeah. and he ended up raising like so much money. And uh, um, JJ Watt on the Texans, on the Houston Texans, did the same thing. And I want to say that was through Twitter. So I'm thinking like if you would have flipped it. So in the ads, they showed one person running, and these individual people they were following. But if you showed that sense of community and what what can ripple out of that, um, that's interesting. That's really cool. There's, yeah, I mean, like again, there's just any number of ways they could have gone that could have been could have gotten mess the message across better, um, more powerfully, for sure. So for the third topic, you dropped one in there that was. Um, I was shocked that you put it in there. To be honest, you wanted to have a little conversation about about the Bitcoin. Well, just because it's such a hot topic. Yeah. So maybe ask, I don't... ask some questions or because um, I have some thoughts on it that, that I think are more nuanced, rational. Well, you have more experience. So I, I my experience with with Bitcoin is this: <laughs> um, I had seen some things over the last few years, news reports, things like that, mentions here and there about it, um, and really just about cryptocurrency in general. And then in the last few months, I've seen um, various marketers and other influencers that are you know, hopping into the space of Bitcoin and starting to like kind of give their opinions and advice and it's like this is out of nowhere so it's it's a little silly mm-hmm. um on that side um you know i'm not trying to fault anyone for for looking into something new but it's yeah it's not it's don't not, make recommendations right. <laughs> don't give advice first it's of all you're the same as jumping into twitter to you know early <laughs> early 2006 7 and 8 9 it's not or live video a year or two ago and saying, Hey, businesses should use live video. No, this is a little different. The reality is, you know, it hit, it hit a feverish number close to 20,000 a coin coin based, uh, jumped to the number one app in the app store. Anyone with 50 bucks jumped in and then updated their Twitter profiles. Yeah. They were the, an expert. Well, and now, and, and so it all leads up to, the last two nights, tonight and last night. Last night, I watched most of a really interesting, um, well-done documentary on Netflix about the. I think it's called the history of Bitcoin. Oh, good. Um, at which which detail? It goes back to the beginning, mm-hmm. which was two thousand nine, and talks about how Bitcoin and, and blockchain all rose out of the whole aspect of the financial crisis uh, and people were, you know, some, some, some folks back then were asking themselves like, why, why is, why is the bank, the governing, the central or the treasury or whatever? Why, why is there this, this centralized place for money for currency in the U S and, and other places too. But you know, why, why is that? And then it gave a little history on why that is like, why that's the case, how that happened and what money actually is and how money is just an accounting system. Paper money is just an accounting system. It's, it's, you're accounting for this person is giving this person this much, or this person's getting, giving this business this much. And and that's how it's, it's kept count. 
and how the blockchain and and Bitcoin basically now there's a public ledger that is out there among thousands of computers that's that's there. You can't mm-hmm. it can't be changed. It's it's um encrypted. It's it's changed when something happens with within the currency when a transaction happens and otherwise it can't be hacked. So it's safer. Um, but so the last thing is I watched that. And then tonight, um, a, our, our buddy, a uh, buddy of ours here in Phoenix, uh, who's been posting a lot about Bitcoin because he bought a bunch several years back and, um, is now, you know, pretty, pretty good because he, he kept a lot of it. Um, he he pulled one out of his pocket and I touched it tonight. I was holding it. So oh, he made the actual coins. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is actually not like Bitcoin coins. <laughs> right, right. But it was but just think, like it was just funny out. that there was he yeah. 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 There was, but I think he made them out of like actual gold or something and was selling them for like fifteen hundred bucks or I, I don't even know. I know it's he he took it out of his pocket and he was like it's not actually a real Bitcoin, but I know that. Yeah. No, but but people will believe people, it is. Yes. Yeah, because I actually I was just scrolling through as you were giving that great recap. I was just just throwing scrolling through Twitter. Was I accurate? Yeah. Pretty okay. Much. Yeah. So the so the documentary did its job. I mean, for the most uh, part. yeah, there were some insidious characters. There was Silk Road, and there was some arrests, and there was some. So basically, anything any tech can be used for good and for bad. Um. And typically, as we know with Snapchat, the the bad gets the headlines. But there was also one that they they talked about this company called Bit Instant, where the CEO is like I don't know if he's in jail now, but at the time of the documentary filming was waiting to see about a sentence. And the some of the other folks in the in the in the piece like they made a good point. This guy is going to jail. Right for a long time because he sold Bitcoin to someone else right. who is going to use it for nefarious purposes, potentially. I mean, it's when, anonymous, but it can be the, it can be tracked. Well, but, but right. But the point, the point is that meanwhile, banks are sure. dishing out of ATMs. There's cash dished out of ATMs where people are taking that cash and using it for whatever. So like, how do you, what is, all, yeah, all day, every day what's the difference it, what, and, and that's fine. And then, but this guy's and the difference is, I believe it. The difference is that this is with this new currency. That's potentially yeah. threatening, <laughs> threatening I mean, the current know, currency this is real, but growing up, like I heard this stat over and over that most hundred dollar bills have trace amounts of cocaine on them. I don't know if that's, Oh we, I was always like, yeah, an urban myth. I don't know. I don't know I if that's true, but I know that like, I heard about all those arrests and I think early on people were trying to like get rid of it and make examples of people. Um, and there were bad actors, but then when some assets were seized and they were auctioned off and the federal government hold, held a large amount of coin too bad. They didn't hold on to it today. Um, and then um, some larger investors bought them all up. So they're actually some of the larger holders of coins today. It legitimized, legitimized it instead of like just, you know, destroying, like if you, I don't, I guess when they seize drug money, they don't destroy the money. They seize it, <laughs> utilize it. Some keep it. 
Let's <laughs> keep it. So, in any case, um, anyways, I was just I was scrolling through um, Twitter, and I'm most every tweet it's is about Bitcoin. Hmm. Uh, but there's some there's some in here that are quite uh, interesting because, yeah, like you said, everybody's now an expert. They they own point zero 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 one percent of one coin, and they update their uh, profile Twitter profile that they're um, all day every day living in the clouds. Uh, <laughs> Uh, crypto keynote speaker, you know, basically, or they watch the video and they're an expert instead of just watching a documentary on Netflix. Um, so my friend, um, he posted this. I wonder how many people open up coin, Coinbase app and think the different items. Cause then when you open it up, it's Bitcoin, Ethereum and Litecoin. Litecoin. He said, I wonder how many think the different items are like regular, large and super size for the coins, like denominations of actual coins rather than three different blockchains and three different mining systems. Um, and really like we're, we're here to talk about the fever pitch. Essentially people don't fundamentally get what blockchain is <clears throat> crypto is what it can enable. I mean, a lot of people have um, alluded that this is like the excitement uh, as, as like what the internet was. Um, and we can get into blockchain technology later, but most people getting into it think they can flip it, and make some money. And well, they could have if they got into it a few weeks or a few months ago and they're selling now. It's true. Yeah. If they would have bought sure. it beginning of the year for 1500 or even fractional, even a hundred of it mm-hmm. when it was 1500 or even a few at 4,500 and then it, then it went to 10,000 and then, um, but it's extremely volatile. Well, it isn't part of the problem too, that in order to make money on it, technically, and literally, you have to convert it back into dollars and cents. Um, at this point, like if you to, that's to, how most investors are seeing it. Well, yeah, right even now, our, right now. Even our friend was cashing out like, you know, every time yeah. it went up, he was cashing out ten grand a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're paying a fee on that, and you have to pay a tax on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some rules out there, and so, uh, but you actually can't live off the gains there's, and this is, we're going to talk about this. Um, a couple months ago, there was a hundred plus places that accepted Bitcoin. Um, my friend booked a flight for me and he booked it on a website that took Bitcoin. So he bought my plane ticket for around $200, which was 0.05 Bitcoin at the time. And now that plane ticket he bought is worth a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter. That's not the whole point. The whole right. point about decentralized. Um, I mean, I remember back in the day when PayPal could just freeze your account. Uh, I remember when, yeah, basically institutions can take your money. So it's secure. It's 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 anonymous, decentralized, and so there are a lot of exchange places that will take Bitcoin exchange and, for your yeah for your well not exchange they'll just they, they can exchange oh we'll take account. it yeah yeah we'll take it as payment. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I know you asked me over text. Um, should should companies, marketers, well, companies really should they be looking into offering to take Bitcoin as payment? So, a couple of thoughts on that. It's extremely risky and volatile. So, if you can't afford, um, so just pretend you sell something and it's two hundred bucks, and you know you're going to put that, and they pay you in two dollar bills, and you think two dollar bills are going to go up in price, and you put that in a vault for ten years. Well, can you afford to not, you know, 
utilize that capital immediately. Now, if you can't, it's probably not for you to take Bitcoin because reality is if you are Subway and Subway, Subway takes Bitcoin for some reason, if they need that money cashed out, those fees to cash it out are much higher than credit card transaction fees. So at this point, the technology, it's getting there. Mm-hmm. It's getting there to be a lot cheaper. I just saw the other day, like Bank of America um, has a some kind of a provisional technology where they can actually be like Coinbase to cash out into Bank of America accounts. So maybe they'll waive that fee. Hard to say. Um, in any case, it's extremely volatile. I think it's a good investment. So say you're a um, travel website, like that plane, that cheap cheap flights website. Um, say they get, I doubt 5% of their sales through Bitcoin. Actually, maybe more because it's the only plane, plane uh, ticket site that takes Bitcoin. So maybe they, they take a lot. If it's part of your strategy to operate on cash and hold the Bitcoin, it could be a very good long-term strategy um, if they got in a few years ago. Now, extremely volatile. So say, I think, okay. No, say somebody bought a ticket and when the price was $20,000 a coin and then it dropped to $10,000, they lost 50% of that sale. Just like right. that. Um, so definitely something to think about, but you don't want to just jump on a bandwagon just because. Um, so where, where I'm at and a lot of people who have, have at least put the research in or know people who know what they're doing, they like blockchain, blockchain technology decentralized um and that's what you should probably be researching and how your company can utilize blockchain um real estate companies can store a title on a blockchain i'll tell you what um who was the big financial hack recently uh, i don't know there's been so many oh Equif- Equif- yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, is equifax <laughs> i don't know one of those well, anyways, they got through a backdoor that was like admin, admin password. Now, if your financial data was stored on a decentralized record, um, then nobody could hack. It's yours. You can take it with you. Um, so there's a lot of use of this technology where cryptocurrency comes in is um, like a lot of that technology is, is funded, like especially with Ethereum. It's a practical it's a practical functional cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, a lot of this is even above, I, I understand fundamentals. I understand enough. I understand like it's, uh, it's like anything you just, there's enough, even, even that video you watch, there's enough information out there. If you're not lazy, you can just go research and read white papers and understand if you're really interested in this, understand uh, because a lot of people didn't get the internet when it first came out. Um, and they didn't know how transformational that would be, that it runs everything, you know. And it also wasn't, that wasn't instant either. This is not instant. This is just happens to be in the last few months. There's been this huge run. Cause you got to follow the money, man. <laughs> That's some tweets we saw. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> but, but seriously though, like it's, um, yeah, I would say well look so here's here's the question that I had about it like if you are in an innovative 
you know, early adopter type of industry. Um, does your, you know, as a business, does it, does it benefit you to, as almost like a brand thing to, to say, Hey, we're now accepting Bitcoin and like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's because is it something that you can get some PR off it for sure? Well, yeah. So you do a, you do a PR, right? A PR announcement and put it out everywhere, social and all that. I mean, if you're a social media marketing firm and you, an agency, and you say we and you deal with tech companies. We'll accept say, Bitcoin. Yeah, and then you put that out there, and then does that does that potentially drive business in? Because maybe some people see it as like, oh, all these guys are on top of things, you know. Like in a way, it, it, I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I'm just I'm kind of throwing it out there that idea. Like, is is the fever pitch at that level yeah. where you'd have? Some I would companies say. Yeah, there's twofold here. Like, yeah, it's just PR for PR's sake. Mm -hmm. um, for the average Joe, no, they're not going to pay you in Bitcoin. If you wanted to specialize, right? Like you said, there's like some condos that are will only accept they're that are for sale. They're all, they'll only accept Bitcoin. Um, now I don't know if that's for PR because we we heard about them in, in a news story. <laughs> they got what they wanted. Um, but if you wanted to, if you wanted to be like a social media marketing agency for crypto startups niche yourself yeah i i would accept it and then then you have to decide what are the fees because it's if someone's paying you it's free they pay the fee on that mm -hmm. um that's a great way to get into bitcoin is to be paid in bitcoin um and it, you just have to do, just weigh the cost because the prices fluctuate so rapidly right now you have to weigh the costs like if it drops, are you willing to take that risk? If you do 40 right. hours, hundred hours of work. Right. Um, now I'll tell you, but does uh, it generate other business for people that don't use it, but still think that, Oh, Hey, they're innovative. They're hmm. on top of all the trends and it drives business otherwise, you know, because, because the of the, side. the appearance, yeah. you know, the flip side is um, you calculate the fees to cash out. you, or you keep some in to, to just to run your business. And yeah, you might bring in a lot, a lot of, I mean, there's always like here, let's just go this way. There's companies that are, they're launching, raising their own money, launching uh, ICOs, initial coin offerings. Those companies are pretty nerdy tech devs and they don't know how to market. Right. They'll be clear. They don't know how to market. So you could really corner that different aspects of that market to help them. Um, well, I'm even just talking about other businesses in not even necessarily marketers, but another business that's in, in a similar industry that mm -hmm. decides, you know, like if you're look, if you're a car dealership, sure. you're a, you know, and you are, have high end vehicles, uh, I think <laughs> you, could, probably you could totally throw it out there. If you look at your advertising fees for the year, um, and what that might get, get you in earned media. Um, and also if you, could hold on to that coin uh, or be a little bit predictive. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, it, it's very risky. So proceed with caution. But that saying that there are people, I have some friends who live off Bitcoin. Cause like I said earlier, there are, you don't have to cash out. Uh, right. I, have a, I have a friend that books his airline, his plane tickets on that one website. He goes into this other website that sells gift cards and he'll buy like a gift card to whole foods. So there's all his food. 
um, there's enough, it's not, it's not seamless. It's not, there's, um, uh, actually I have it bookmarked. I think I have a card, BitPay. It's a visa, it's, mm-hmm. but you have to load it on there and then you spend it. Um, so there is, you can, there's, there's ways. You have to teach yourself how. Uh, as a business, um, a little different. Now, if there were, say, say, I used to do this. When I had a company, I had the PayPal card. Um, I was sending tons of money through PayPal, so I got the lowest rate, plus I was getting like 2% cash back. So I used PayPal to buy all my office supplies. So say like you had 5% of your clientele was paying in Bitcoin and then you found a place to order, order actual stuff from. So you just use that money to, to pay for a service, reorder supplies, boxes or whatever. Um, that's essentially, if you think about like, um, go back hundreds of years and small towns had their own paper currency they made themselves and they bartered and traded and stuff like that that could potentially be the future where all this Bitcoin is just transactional. Right. Um, so le- read about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a high, yeah. I'll say it again. Caution, caution, caution. Like it's more than a buzzword. Like if you are going to say we offer Bitcoin, um, yeah, are you, it could disappear. And right now it's extremely volatile because people are getting to like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're trying to short it. They're trying to sell it. They're trying to make it's it. It's being treated much more like a stock yeah. than it is a currency. Like the people that are, the reason why it keeps rising and growing and everything is because of all these people with, with a fast money that are coming and, in. And rarity. There's, there's still. The rarity too, yeah. yeah there's I mean, only a limited number of I mean, coins. You know, coin. I, know, I know even some people don't even know where it comes from, but it's. Um, there's computers doing mathematical equations and if you do enough computing power, it, it, you discover these, the coins that are out there and then they enter the market. Um, so every day there's like giant farm server farms using tons of electricity, very expensive, but they're close to a hydro dam or, you know, solar or wind or something. Mm -hmm. Those enter the market, but, but eventually they'll all be mined. And that's when they say that the price will go through the roof um, or collapse. Right. Um, Which is supposed to be, what is it? 91 million coins, I think is the cap. And that's supposed to be 20, 2040, something like that. Yeah. And and actually computing power is getting faster and faster. So the new chips last year, like doubled. Um, So one thing is like, yeah, there's a lot of coin that's lost. Like before, Coinbase, which is like essentially, it's not a wallet because to secure secure Bitcoin, you want to actually store it in it in a wallet, uh, a digital wallet, and there's like something called a paper wallet or an offline wallet. Um, Coinbase is like leaving your bank money. It's not even really. This is a bad analogy. I'm just trying to make an analogy people understand. It's like it's like when PayPal first came out. And you couldn't easily, you know, send it back and forth to your bank account. It's like leaving that money in PayPal or Venmo before it was easy to get it out. Um, so it's not. The thing that keeps coming to my mind is uh, Richard Pryor in Superman three and also office space stole the, stole this idea where you're, they're accumulating all the fractions of a penny 
<laughs> that the banks leave off on various various things into and putting it into a separate account and that's like there's they're stealing the money that way and they don't consider it stealing because it's fractions that no one gets anyway <laughs> but that's what that's what the the bitcoin mining keeps like yeah. that's the image i keep getting in my head well it's good to talk about and we're talking about at high level terms and really um, we're a practical podcast, and we encourage you to go. And we're not giving any recommendations, uh, financial advice, nothing like that. We're just saying no. go read about it and stuff. Like, don't, don't. Um, in terms of social media and people posting and stuff, like, don't take take that all with a grain of a huge grain of salt. Yeah, just. Um, if I'm, not, I'm not saying that the Netflix thing is like the be all and end all either, but it's it seemed like a good a good recollection of the whole history of it. Totally history of, yeah. Now, and then if you, if you Google Bitcoin, as we saw on, on the search trends for the year, I mean, now you have the places like Bloomberg and Motley Fool and like there's, there's true research and articles and, and opinions from people that, you know, I mean, you would, not that you trust them, but it's like they know financial information. They know, generally how things go not to not to say that that the the history of of uh financial uh the financial world is going to determine what happens in the future because with this it, i don't think it will mm-hmm. uh, it, they're, they're not related but it's the best you got right now <laughs> like no one knows yeah no one knows. and, and, and I, like that's the other caution is like when your uber driver starts giving you cryptocurrency advice um, <laughs> I feel like uh, that's going to be a blog post for you at some point because I, that's uh, it keeps coming up. Well, it it was, up. It for was, for valid reason, right? But it was at other posts where um, they said uh, it was the one of the Kennedys. The Kennedy father had all this stuff, oh. and, and he was getting a shoe shine, and the shoe shine boys were giving stack advice. Yeah, and that's how you know for the crash. Yeah, so I don't know how much of a urban legend that is or whatnot but um there there is some it's an urban legend <laughs> he did not get it from the the, the, the I, I kennedy did i did yeah, he, cryptocurrency he, advice a couple uber drivers though <laughs> yeah joe, joe kennedy the father of the kennedy family got, got rich off of the uh prohibition stuff and insider information i mean it's anyway <laughs> so with that being said um i actually have do you want to move into the glass door review of the week? Oh, sure. Before you do that, yeah. uh, I just wanted to, I'm not going to get into this. I'm just going to mention over, we're getting toward the end of the year. So over the next um, two or three episodes, we're going to be really helping you guys, like giving some practical advice, what to look out for in 2018, things to plan for. Uh, we know that some social networks are rolling out new features. Uh, there's some new features that are in, you know, Instagram that people aren't taking advantage of if you're a business, a small business. Um, and then just, re- you know, helping you give practical tips to, to get yourself ready for 2018. So tune in the next. Not time. predictions, not predictions. No, really practical. I mean, some of this stuff has been out there and then it's moved to the forefront of social networks, certain social networks. Mm. And then there's some new features that we know are rolling out that you can start planning your content, planning your outreach and how to leverage them uh, in the best way possible. So, um, you know, this is a, this is advice that you and I are giving to um, businesses, paying customers on a daily basis. Um, 
basis. Did I say dasis? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna transi- Good enough. transition to you real quick. But anyways, why, uh, listen to the next couple episodes as we get to the year end. Um, we're also getting ready to start planning for 2018 and looking ahead. So listen, listen, listen. Uh, you got a glass door review. I do, and it's for the Bitcoin Center in New York City. Okay. Which, for those that don't know, the Bitcoin Center is the first of its kind in the world. It's an actual exchange, physical exchange. Does it still for, exist? Uh, well, it's... Was that the, like the 18... It was in the movie, right? Yeah, it was. It's still... It's, it's on Glassdoor. It, there's ratings from July. Okay. Um, so... Um, it's, it's, it's just like the New York stock exchange, except much smaller. Um, <laughs> but it's an actual physical exchange where oh, that's people right. are trading, trading a coin. I just picture it like a cigar bar or something. It's small. It's small. You know, Hey, look, if, if all things keep going the way they are, it's going to be pretty big. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so this one, this one is a former employee, former intern. It seems like there's a lot of intern reviews yeah, of course. Uh, on this one. So the, it says has potential, but definitely needs some TLC. It's a three out of five stars. Person doesn't recommend it. It has a negative outlook. Uh, the pros, they gave him an internship. He was able to use that internship as leverage to get more internships. <laughs> Having multiple internships led him to a real employment offer that he probably would have never gotten later internship offers if it wasn't for this initial one. Um, so the experience was a, was a big pro. The cons, he said none of the interns really did anything, at least not from what he saw. No compensation. Um, but in his words, I guess that is fair since none of the interns did anything. <laughs> um, cold. <laughs> the original Bitcoin Center had the heater break in the wintertime and the owner did not fix it. So literally cold. <laughs> um, which in the middle of New York, it's not good. Sure. Uh, the advice to management was about how they shouldn't have left the original location on Broad Street um, and they should allow people to host meetups in the space. Why weren't more people doing co-working out of the Bitcoin Center? Uh, there are plenty of Bitcoin meetups in the city and there's no good reason why they can't all have a spot. Um, could have had more creature comfort, comforts like mini offices with whiteboards, conference room. Again, back to the co-working space side. And and then recommended to have a, a small pool of interns who are actually compensated so that they'll have actual work to do. That's funny. It kind of it feels like this kid was like he'd fit in it like a perfectly at a Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean it was his first internship, but he said the one of the pros was that it led to other internships and and eventually employment. So I don't know what else. Look, it's an internship where you didn't do, do any work. You got to hang around this place that, you know, it, it, maybe he wasn't that into Bitcoin. That might have been it. That's kind of the feeling I'm getting. So Good on him. So, yeah. And then uh, are we uh, – you have a, a podcast recommendation for us, Adam? Dang it, I don't. Well, I, I have one and while you, oh, wait, while no, you pull have, one up. I have a podcast app recommendation. Okay. Oh, that you do. You do. That's yeah, right. Check it out. So, um, it, I think I don't know where. I'm probably pro- product hunt, but a, an app called Subcast. Um, they were in beta for a while. Some funding. Mm. And immediately started playing, and they're ex Medium people. They came from Medium, Google, Twitter. Um, 
So subcast, super simple. Um, only like what's it for? What's it for? Podcasting. For podcasting? No, 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 it's for listening to podcasts. Okay, okay. Super simple controls, like for learning the best, learning stuff. The, they curate the best in radio stations, like business radio, daily news radio, people radio, mindfulness radio. They have like a startup radio they section. They have a Silicon Valley radio. Oh, well. So what they do is. I guess is, that's their startup radio version. Beautiful. I mean, it's, it's very beautiful. And they say, this is an app for you to listen while you're doing other things. So their settings, are like it's like play and pause. Right? It's heart. And if you heart, it finds you more content you love. Um, it's hmm. a great part. Like using an algorithm or something? Oh, they're pretty Potentially. Heavy. It's that heart sounds like that, but they're very heavy on. Um, it's not pulling all the everything from iTunes. They're literally curating the very best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. Again, I love to discover new ones, but sometimes I just don't have enough time in the day, and I just want to drive and click click learn something radio, or uh, daily news radio, or whatever business builder radio. And so it's interesting. It's very beautiful. Uh, it's simple. I'm looking for something minimalist, simple. I don't have to think because there's times of the day I just want to play. And, and um, one second, you you bring something else up because I or not there. They said something. I think it's sort of like go ahead. about the algorithm. I mean, I it, it just it's. It, I mean, I'm not complaining oh, about it. Podcast as simple as radio. That's their slogan. Hmm. So you're literally just turning it on. But again. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing. I'm gonna go back to. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of these podcast companies and aggregation apps and all that that are like tying it back to radio. I don't like it. Oh, the other thing is they launched Echo first. What does that mean? They have a they have a skill. Oh, 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 okay, okay. That's interesting because it's on there. Uh, I know that the um, Amazon Echo team is working on like a device for in your car, just like they have on your fridge and stuff like that. Yeah, I just use it right now, like through Spotify. I listen to podcasts on my my Echo. Yeah, so I think that, sure, sure. So I think their approach is interesting. Uh, I will say one other thing is like I was searching. Um, I don't know if they changed their title, but I was searching in the App Store under the book category and audible mm-hmm. was there, but it said audio audible audio books and podcasts. I don't know if they just recently add the word podcast in that, mm. but any case mm. I digress. Interesting. I, I was, I did a, a little poll last week. I didn't get too many responses, but I was looking for of course, Apple podcasts, but a super simple minimalist sleek um, podcast solution. And, I should have said for free, but I didn't. So I did get some paid recommendations yeah. or ad heavy recommendations. If it's good enough, I would pay a couple bucks, you know, sure. for one time download. Yeah. A lot of people said overcast. Um, yeah. I know it's a big stitcher and overcast. are Usually the ones aside from iTunes, Apple podcasts, Google play. Mm-hmm. Those are usually the big four. Um, I my recommend <laughs> recommended podcast is actually locally based. Hey, um, so I think there's some appeal for for 
if you're out of Arizona, if you're not in the Arizona area. Um, but it's called, I have to shut off the timer here. Uh, it's called Arizona Originals. And oh uh, yes, it is. Uh, if it's it's done by the Arizona Chamber of Commerce, so not even the Phoenix Chamber of Commerce, the Arizona Chamber of Commerce. So it's not Phoenix focused. It is Arizona focused. Um, what that means is you're getting um, guests from different places, including Tucson and Flagstaff and all that. So the the idea of the show is it, it focuses on individuals who they're not all like native Arizonans, but they've all like built their, built their professional life or their business. They live and work here now. Now. Yeah. They in Arizona. Um, there's, there's a, a lot of cool people like that. Their stories will apply across the board. It doesn't matter what state you're in. And it gives a good idea. I think it really gives a good idea of, of how, how the opportunities here in Arizona and in, in Phoenix and whatever cities you want to talk about, um, how they exist for all kinds of different people, um, all different walks of life. Um, you know, there's, there's a software guy in there, Greg head, who is, um, super smart guy and successful and he's, he's been an entrepreneur and he was, he was in it back in the days of, uh, Mm -hmm. the original Microsoft, you know, and, um, to our buddy, Zach, CEO, uh, Coplex. Yeah. He was just on there. He was just on, I listened to that show and I, I mean, I know Zach a little bit, but I listened to that podcast and it was like, there was a lot behind that I learned and it was really interesting. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of different people, a lot of some VCs in there, some people that are working at, at ASU at some of the schools. So it's, I found it really interesting to hear people just tell their story of how they've gotten to where they are, but you know, what factors played parts in that. Um, so, so, you, so you, with those things too. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you don't live in Arizona, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good listen because it, it could be somebody from your town, but it's applicable that these people yeah uh, moved here, lived here, so it's great. Yeah, it's just it just happens to be that they're all in Arizona right now. So, and some of them, I mean, I don't know if if you go back, um, I forget what I don't know if this started, this just started this year, um, but if it goes back, let's see, season one, I think it may have just started this year. Let me see here. Nope, it did start last year. So if you go back to even last year, I mean, I don't know if maybe there's a person in there that's not even Arizona anymore. <laughs> highly, highly likely. Um, but they, you know, they have some cool. They have the CEO of um, U-Haul at the time. Oh, cool. You know, the president of the Arizona Chamber of Commerce was the first episode over a year ago. So it's just cool. It's it's interesting. I'll leave it at that and go check it out Arizona originals. Cool. That's all I got. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Don't forget podcast chat on Twitter. Hashtag mm-hmm. podcast chat every Thursday. If you like podcasts, if you like to podcast, if you like anything about podcasts, <laughs> it's a Twitter chat about podcasts. It goes down there. So it's yeah. actually, I've met and followed a few cool people. Didn't even know before. 
we'll have a special yeah. guest on on tonight's version by the time this rolls out Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. And as always, I do recommend people go back in time because it's uh, evergreen. The topics are there. The answers are there. Um, and it's a great way to find quickly find engaged podcast aficionados. Word. Yep. Agreed. Well, see you in podcast chat a little bit later and then next week on the show. All right. Hey, everybody have a great rest of the week. See you next week. <laughs>